don't get me wrong, have a physique goal, 100%. Like, I have my own personal goals for my body, but it's not my primary reason for why I work out. Welcome to Surviving Society. This season's broad theme is how we continue to deal with the legacies of empire. This is a trigger warning to let you guys know that this episode at times contains conversations and sensitive material that people might find difficult to listen to. We are really excited today to be joined by Fiori Desai. Hi. Hello, Fiori. Fiori, tell us a bit about your research interest. So I research into young people's mental health. That's what my job is. And my personal research interest is looking into the use of physical activity as a way to cope with common mental health disorders such Mm -hmm. as depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. And you're also a qualified personal trainer, aren't you? Yeah, so my undergrad was in sports science and on the side they allowed us to have... uh, training as a personal trainer for half the price <laughs> hence why I did it amazing because <laughs> um, it's, it's quite expensive isn't oh, it oh we stuck a grand yeah 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 grand plus but because we it was at our uni they were like our like sports science students and others can do it for half the price I paid like 600 and something so I qualified like three or four years ago okay. and then I just graduated from my master's in mental health now just applied <laughs> thank you <laughs> I've now just applied for a PhD to look into physical activity and mental health together okay Do you know why, right? There's a couple of reasons why I'm buzzing for this episode. If you've been following the podcast since we started, or if you've more recently caught up, you'll remember that the second episode we did was about gym workers and personal trainers and how I was on my own little individualised journey in discovering how exploitative that industry can be for personal trainers and how the inequality sort of plays out within the gym space, particularly with the personal trainers and the people that use the personal trainers. And it's like, I mean, you're going you're gonna to be able to talk to this a little, a little bit more, Fury, but um, how the personal trainer, that world has become a sort of post zero hour contracts industry and what I mean by that is you'll be a personal trainer but you're not being paid to be in the gym space you're almost sometimes in some cases you're paying to be there yeah and then you're having to sell yourself and your services to other people that aren't necessarily wanting a personal trainer yeah so it's a madness and we're going to break it down but also as you all know Tiso loves the gym I do love the gym (laughs) and I love the gym as well but Tiso why are you laughing I I do love the gym right but for me like that part of that kind of personal training world it's become especially for young black guys especially working class it's become like a hustle for them but when I say hustle sometimes people think that's in a negative sense but I've kind of reviewed that now and kind of changed the way I think about it to exist in this kind of post-industrial landscape, it's a way of them navigating this new world that they're exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. right? and that's what's fascinating <coughs> about it because it's so, so exploitative. Yeah, it's one hundred percent exploitative. But it's what are they trading on now? So what are they selling themselves? So it's almost a sense of selling themselves as an ideal, their body, right? Their yeah. body, and it's yeah. become and that's slightly problematic. That's that's what fitness <coughs> has become. Mm-hmm. It's literally just become what your body looks like. It's becomes so. If you're looking at it from a Western point of view, it separates itself from the Western ideal. The Western ideal is the kind of Greek notion of what a body is, but that's yeah. a body and mind. But what, you, what's, what you've seen here is a separation of the yes. body and mind. So the body has become the thing you sell, the aesthetic. But then it, when you sell something just like that, it has no value. Oh, my God, yes. 
<laughs> this one is exciting because yes. he has been talking for two years about yeah the difference between how you see your craft is in the gym and it's a specialism it's so so specialist and and the Instagram culture it's just become saturated yeah it's saturated it has become saturated beyond belief now anyone can be a trainer yeah but this is the point no, but this is this is what annoys me so people come so I train somewhere and people ask me do I train someone I say I don't because I don't have that expertise I can I know what works for me but I can't tell you how. The key thing is how, right? How Thank do you. I do something? I know what works for me, but I yeah. don't know how. A lot of my friends will charge people. I said, I'm not taking your money because yeah. someone's taking your money and taking the piss out of you, basically. They're yeah, mugging you literally. off, right? When you separate this, and I'm trying to say to people, this separation is what's causing people this anxiety because it's just they're focusing on the one thing, the body, but they're linked. Your body and the mind's linked. And that's what I focus on. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we planned that. I refuse, I refuse to take clients who want like a smaller waist or who want bigger arms or who want a bigger bum. I refuse. I just don't take clients. And the one client I have taken is a friend of mine who has gone on her own journey and has lost weight before, has put it back on, but now has actually wanted to learn the nutrition side, actually wants to learn the technique actually want to do it the right way and she wholeheartedly is taking what I'm telling her she's really researching stuff which is so different to everyone else but you see what I tell people is I, I try to explain to right so it's a kind of working class almost like a men's gym right that I go to so to try and get them into that mindset I say it's like a martial art right yeah so when you're doing these things it's higher ideals you're working for abstract principles that you're working to yeah. so discipline consistency intensity once you understand that, I started, when I told them about training, I said, your body is an abstraction. So you're trying to attain perfection, but perfection doesn't exist. It's yeah. only in your mind. Honestly. So when you're chasing that, it's a, it's a different thing. But once they understand that principle, they change their attitude. And yeah. if they don't come, they don't understand that. It's fine. Honestly, honestly, it's really meant to be for your... Like, the whole point of fitness is meant to be for your body and mind mm -hmm. like you should be training to get better sleep you should be training so your body wants to eat better you should be training and be more hydrated mm -hmm. you should be training and like your concentration levels get better there's so many benefits mm -hmm. to training and the only benefit people seem to see is the physique and it's really irritating because it's like if they don't get to where their body goal is they forget all the other things that's happened because of it and they lose sight of the actual importance don't get me wrong, have a physique goal, 100%. Like, I have my own personal goals for my body, but it's not my primary reason for why I work out. I said to people, let's be real, when I first started, when, when I was like 16, vanity was the main thing, right? Yeah. I want to get girls, I want to get girls, I want to get girls. But quickly, I discovered that you train for, that's trained for the wrong reasons. That's trained for other people, right? It's, it's very subjective. But once you start getting good at stuff, you move beyond, well, hopefully you move beyond that. People that don't move beyond that, they quickly fall away. Yeah. They don't They don't progress. So, yeah, it's definitely mind and body, 100%. I, I always say this. I say it's my friend, I say it to my partner, anyone. Like, I, I more so go to the gym for my mind than I do for my body. Yeah. Like, I, again, like I have my own body goals myself, but I go to clear my head. 100%. And it's weird how, I guess it is to do with, and I guess we'll talk about this a little bit more as the episode goes on. The thing that's what I'm thinking about as you're both talking now is class, capitalism, and consumerism, and how the gym sort of, op, um, the gym and training sort of present this messy concoction of all these things, but show how... If these things go unchecked, we get this we get this yeah. culture where 
people are, are aiming for these different sort of body shapes, sizes, eating different They're ways. They're all aiming like for the same body shape. That's the yeah. whole, the same body shape. Yeah. And I'm just like, but I'm five foot three and you're five foot eight. How do we get the same body shape? It doesn't work. Like it's, it's idealistic and it's just so wrong on, on so many levels. But and why do you think it's happening though? I just think like, first and foremost, social media yeah. and all these celebrities. And celebrities, like, I think one of the Kardashians recently put something up about a slim tea. And I was like, but you have a trainer. I'm pretty sure you work out ridiculous amount of times. You also most probably have a nutritionist. Don't now tell someone the reason that you got your body or what helped you was this tea. Like, don't lie to people so that they can go and buy things rather than sitting there and really telling them, like, the mm. hard work that you're doing. And to further it, like, Instagram models, people getting surgery, and anyone can be a trainer. If you manage to grow your bum all of a sudden now, you're a personal trainer. A lot of guys that come to my gym and they do that on Instagram and they're saying they inspire people. But I'm saying, what have you done? I said, I've done this since the age of 16, so... I'm, what, 42 this year. So I lived hey, that life. wow. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you see, for me, I lived that. So when I see someone saying that, it annoys me because you don't live that life. What do you do? Honestly. So I chose to see kids, they say to me, how'd you get big? And I say, right, the honest truth, it's just consistency. Thank you. But I said, no one wants to see the hard work put in. So when you see Instagram, you're seeing the end result. Yeah. You're not seeing me putting 20 years of work in, right? Honestly. When we first started talking about some of this stuff on the podcast, whether it was like fitness or gym cultures, sometimes I sort of questioned T when he was talking about being authentic and being true to the craft and whatever. And I used to question you on it. But actually more and more, I'm definitely thinking more in line with what you used to say on it and what mm. you still say on it. Because I just see... It's, it's, it, Wait, so, what, 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 I that, that Instagram culture this isn't something new it's been happening for a long time right, so, but it's so what, what Instagram does it presents subcultures as a buffet right as a marketplace oh, so you yeah. can go there and select any subculture you want so I belong to various subcultures but what I see is people pick various ones yeah. And, yeah, and, and, and it annoys you yeah, and yeah, you become yeah, an amalgamation yeah. but you don't know that thing you don't live that thing yeah. so when you come to my ends and I see you you're not one, you're not one of us that's fine yeah. but you can learn that but you're not choosing to learn you're just picking Honestly, and that's the thing, like, and that's, I guess, why I have only recently actually started posting videos. Mm. Very recently. Yeah. <laughs> because I literally got to the point where I was like, I do it for my own mental health, so mm. I don't particularly like, like, for a good year, I don't think anyone actually knew I was going to the gym. Mm. Like, I just didn't post it. I was just going for me. But then yeah. I was like, I know that I have the knowledge, and why don't I just put it out there? Because a lot of people ask me, yeah. like, basic questions they're asking me, and evidently not enough trainers are putting the basic knowledge out there. So I've been doing it. But even with Instagram, I put a bum workout, and it, like, shot up. And then I put a upper body workout, and where was the shooting up yeah. then? And I was like, well, this is exactly why. I don't bother with social media. But this is the thing. So when I go to the gym and in that space, I find the only people that are serious, when they're serious, is women. Like, I train with women and they tend to be better trainers. They tend to have better technique and they're more willing to listen. Yeah. When I've trained guys, only got, there's only a very few people that have stuck with me when I'm training. Most people, most guys fall away pretty fast because they want quick results, right? And when I tell them the reality, like, it's boring, it's painful. I tried to explain to them in these terms. I said, what do you do as a job? And they tell you whatever. I said, how long have you done it? Eight years. I said, when you started that job, was you good at it? No. It took you eight years to be good at it. Yeah. I said, that's like training, right? Yeah. But you see how you train women. <laughs> women don't listen to me. Older women specifically. Really? 
But this is, I guess this yeah. is where we bring in race and gender and how yep. important that is um, in the gym space. Because we've touched on it a little bit, but when we've touched on it in this episode, it'll be me and T and usually we've had a bloke on here talking yeah. about it. And I think sometimes it's really good to bring in that black female perspective in yeah. terms of what yeah. that space is like. And we were actually talking a couple of episodes ago that have come out in this series with um, Carl Mallet about Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And we were talking about what it's like for women when men come up to us and tell us how to train. Yeah. And we were sort of re- uh, we were reenacting the scenario basically when I was talking when I was talking about how. I find it really frustrating and annoying when men will come and talk to me in the gym and it happens more so than, like, I'd like to say. Yeah. And T was saying about how in his gym you don't do that because... And if you do do that, people are going to come and talk yeah. to you because you're ruining the... Absolute, you're ruining... Yeah. The, that's not the culture, that's not what we do, blah, 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 blah. And we were talking about what's the difference between... In that situation, I kind of <coughs> want someone, whether it's my friend T or someone else, to just come up and be like what are you doing yeah. stop yeah. but at the same time even when that happens you kind of have that the people that are stopping that from happening almost want you to sort of like give them attention for being like oh, yeah listen for thank you the, do you know what I mean that's it's the such thing. a yeah. weird yeah. space where, where you're sort of allowed to have this just sort of weird fetishization of women that is unquestionable in those spaces right if people are in those spaces like when I have a dojo it's about respect that thing is that's there's those values that we're looking for. Yeah. So if you're in that space, I want you to be excellent like me. So I don't want you to be kind of hindered in that progress. Yeah. Anyone that doesn't respect that, they get kicked out. So there's no fighting, yeah. there's no violence, no nothing. So no phones, no nothing. Because that space is about that thing. Yeah. So if you're not there about that thing, leave. Yeah. And I, so guys that do that, so they get told. I've been quite lucky. So my gym originally was a very small gym and it was predominantly very old people. So I didn't really have that issue. And now (laughs) I like to go at like 6.30 in the morning. So I don't have that issue as well. But what I will say is like, even for me, like I try and make sure when I go to the gym, I dress appropriately as well. Because I think of it the other way as well. I don't want to go into a gym and make men feel uncomfortable because I'm squatting or deadlifting or whatever. And it's right in your face. So I like to come with like an oversized top, and I like to do my exercises at an angle where it doesn't disturb men as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been pretty fortunate to say that I haven't had, like, an issue with, like, men coming to approach me or or things like that. But I'd listen, say, yeah. Listen, I hear what you're saying, but there's women that come to my gym <laughs> and they wear, like, almost no clothes, right? Yeah. But that's fine because it's about you controlling yourself because you're not there for that thing. But equally, 100%. there's guys that come there and they, wear, they, come, they take their tops off. And they're obviously trying to show off. I'm saying, listen, I don't care what you have or what you've got. It's, it's about that focus. Yeah. So when guys come, when they're training me, I'm saying, you need to focus on what you're doing. Yeah. Afterwards, you can do what you want. Yeah, yeah, But in this space, you don't behave focus like on that. on what you're doing. Okay, a few things I want to say about that is I hear you. I hear both of you. However, if I want to come into the gym in my brand new Sweaty Betty mm. outfit and my yeah. crop top and my, and my yeah. nice leggings... I want to be able to do that without oh, 100%. Being an no, 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 you should be able to. Without being objectified. So it's like. That's a great word, by the way, because that's exactly why I don't come. I don't want to feel objectified. Like, the one place I don't want to feel it is in the gym. It's the one place you don't feel objectified, but I feel like the gym, public transport, (laughs) yeah, 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 the biggest places, where you get it the most. So, in those spaces, right, you have to understand these places are where men are trying to be. In a post industrial landscape where masculinity is being challenged, this space is where they try to assert all those things, right? So when you're in that space, you see boys behaving ways so they either be overly masculine, right? So hyper masculine, yeah. Right. So, but I know. But so when you walk in that space, 
Sounds it's, comfortable. But you see, no, but those guys that are doing that, they're not being masculine, right? Oh, they're, yeah, they're, yeah. they're playing up to those roles yeah. because that's what they feel and they're, they're not com- confident. Yeah, no, themselves. exactly. They're not comfortable so you can see that in them. Yeah, you can see, yeah, yeah. guys see it in themselves, right? Yeah. So when you go into the changing rooms, you see you, they all fall apart. If they're not, they're not truly like that, they fall apart quite quickly. So when a guy behaves like that, it's usually because of overcompensation or for something that's lacking. They're insecure. Mm. I had it one time in my gym, actually, funny enough, right? Mm. Yeah. A guy harassed me in the gym. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what is this? Like, what's going on? And mm. he lived in my area and he ended up finding me on public transport. No way. Like, honestly, like it was, like, like I is, said, it's yeah. very rare for me because my gym is very small, not that many people. I like to go at times that it's quite quiet. But this one time, and it really shook me to my core because, like, he'd come and approached me and then was saying a few things, whatever. And then, um, I'd gone into the stretch room and I didn't know he'd followed me in there mm. and it was just a whole situation and he just started calling me foul names and you it was just it? everything yeah That's no honestly man. and I can only imagine like which is one of the biggest reasons why I'd rather pay more and go to my gym mm. than pay less and go up to somewhere like Croydon because mm. it makes me worried just how many men are in there and not to say all men are bad yeah. but it, even as a personal trainer and as someone who knows what they're doing it still makes me feel extremely it, uncomfortable listen, because the whole section is just men I'd feel as a woman intimidated 100% yeah. right especially it's, it's a certain type of guy right and they kind of they're kind of braggadocious they're slamming weights around the thing lifting things that are far too heavy for them oh. but when you see that what, what are they doing it's overcompensation you see it all the time especially if you don't know what you're looking for you don't understand that they're the weak ones but the weak ones are the more like ones to kind of attack yeah. you Yeah. if you're confident you don't roll like that it's, yeah. mad, it's mad fury and you saying that has literally just reminded me of something that happened to me it's back when I lived in the Midlands again gym situation I've probably got loads I've suppressed them because literally so much so many things have happened like that to me in the gym a guy, one of the trainers, when I'd signed up to the gym, got my number off of the system and, and, text, and was texting me. No, no. I told the manager, no one did anything about it. No. I was only, I think I was like 18 at the time, maybe 17, maybe not even 18 at the time. Honestly, Honestly like... not just... But you see, that's just, like, as, a, as a guy, that's just a bait manoeuvre because I, I couldn't even tell my friends that because they just think you're a bit of a creep. But so I'm saying, a it's massive like, creep, but exactly. like, it's, the, it's like another microclimate of like... But men are like that in general. Like, when I used to work in one place, my manager ended up trying to do one-two advances, and as soon as I really wasn't up for those advances, the yeah. the, the, the work system just didn't feel that great yeah. anymore. Like, it just seems to be a thing that men just like no, to I, do. I think some, it's, it's confidence, right? If someone approaches you, you know what they're like, right? So yeah. if, you, if, if I'm going to approach you, I'll approach you directly. Boom, simple, isn't it? But those kind of guys, like, even for men, like, especially in, a, in, a, in an environment where men are trying to be hyper-masculine, you understand. You can't be hyper masculine and you're not even using the correct form. You can't be hyper masculine yeah. <laughs> and you look like a Dorito. I cannot stand the men that have upper body and don't train legs. You... Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't can even explain this one. Can we explain what a Dorito is? So, please? like the top half. So, it's like Johnny. Does anyone, yeah. anyone remember Johnny? Yeah, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. Yeah, yeah. Cartoon. yeah. So, the top part, you know, you're like really big and your bottom part, you just, it's nothing but, there. But can you see that this is part of that? whole kind of capitalism of how it's corporatized that space so when i started doing bodybuilding it's before social media right so yeah. pure bodybuilding right so i trained everything to be proportional right so yeah. you train everything then all of a sudden the this correct word proportionate proportionate. Right? proportionate but then this thing called physique came in physique and muscle model right so magazines men's health so it focused on one particular body your abs right and so guys they had to wear shorts so you had to cover their legs and that's become the norm so you only train your upper half 
and you don't have to show your legs, right? It's Horrendous. A, I, honestly, I can't. And do you know what's so annoying? I went to the gym on Tuesday, mm. and I usually go in the mornings, went in the evening, it was meant to do upper body. Oh, my God, I was there for waiting. What I day? was there what, waiting. What day did you go Monday? Chest day? International chest day? No, Monday. every day is chest day, imagine. <laughs> <laughs> every day is chest day. Mm. I went and I was just waiting for a bench. I was like, guys, is, mm. this, is this what we're doing? Uh-huh. Honestly, uh-huh. no one ever heard of legs. And the only leg, <laughs> the only leg workout they know to do is leg press. Yeah, but you see, it's, it's hard, right? It's hard and it's difficult. Yeah, and it's it takes time. Do it. Yeah. yeah, it takes yeah, time. Yeah, they can't be bothered. I love leg day. But see, honestly, it's my favourite. No, I, love, I love upper body. No, no. Oh, but you see, see when I when I see women do squats, right? The technique is so much better because they do start off with a lighter weight, right? So guys will. Those are the women though that want to actually like seriously learn because in my gym, it's me, my mum, and maybe two other women I can say that I see in the weight section mm. everyone else is in the cardio so like when really? you find women who yeah, want like to work out yeah. I can categorically say I Listen. see them on their phone searching things they've written yeah. things down like it's all like it's all done but when you see men who want to work out it's a shambles but see, they get, I asked this woman she, to teach me how to squat because yeah. she was a, a champion right so I oh to, I remember no, where was she from I remember Ukraine I think yeah she's yeah. from the Ukraine yeah. her Leg workout was insane. I saw it, I was like, I respect that game. Yes. It's powerful, powerful. She's yeah. done things that I've never seen before. Yeah. So you think, yeah, boom. She'd been training since she was like a teenager, yeah. hadn't she? 15. That's the thing. When women, when, when I've ever seen women train, like, mm. I can rarely say to you, the only thing I can say with females is when they follow Instagram, then they start doing dumb workouts. But those that actually, like, go online and really research mm. compound lifts and, like, how to actually squat, the variations yeah. for squats, how to deadlift, da 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 mm. they do it well, but it's such a shame because I don't see enough of those females. And when I try to offer help, it's, oh, no, I'm fine. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Come to my gym. You can come to my gym. I don't, I know, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll stay in my tiny little gym by myself. <laughs> For me, watching this kind of industry, how it's changed. So when I started, like I said, when I started bodybuilding, it, these guys were monsters, animals, it's huge, right? Yeah. And then as it became more corporatized, and I'm seeing the people have got disposable income, so they they, they think they can buy bits and pieces. So yeah. it kind of you can kind of see the change almost like in the high street. The gyms they're very glass orientated, so people can look in. So you look at me, I'm working out. Yeah. And I'm like, but you don't need to show someone you're working. Out. You just you just do right. That's the thing. It used to be about knowledge. Yeah. Now it's just, just to it's, show now that it's I do. Just about showing, and it's so sad. So so sad. Mm. So I think it would be really good, and just to remind some of our listeners from earlier episodes about this. So if you go to the gym, right, and if you go to one of these chain gyms, a few of these gyms, a few of these gyms, allegedly, a few of these gyms don't actually hire any staff. Yeah. Apart from their accountants, yeah. how does that work when I've got people walking around my ex name's gym that are in the uniform of the name of the gym? And how that's working is they are paying a rent, aren't they? To yeah. be so go on, go on, go on. So you can in. either so so I've never gone into it and the reason why I've never gone into it is the one time I did try to go into it, they just wanted to be very long and it was just like summer and after that I was like never again. But from what I've heard and from like speaking to friends who are in it and stuff, it's either you can pay a fee of like say four five hundred pounds a month, and you can train anyone in that gym. And then you've got to buy the uniform as well. 
Oh yeah, I didn't yeah. even you know that. There you go. You have to buy the uniform. Yeah, yeah. You can do um, where you work a certain amount of hours for free for them, and that should cover your rent. Although apparently it doesn't always cover your rent. Um, and in those hours that you're working for them, you need to run classes for them, um, and you need to be on the floor. And they draw you in, saying that's a way for you to get clients. Or the other way is you work for them as a gym instructor, and you're also a trainer, so people can pay for you. So pay the gym for you, and then the gym take a huge percentage of what the clients have paid. So if, say, for example, the clients are paying like £40, you may get like £17, maybe 18 out of that one, and the gym take the rest. So it's sort of like one of my friends has gone into, went into the one where she does sessions for free, but she was like, the thing is when the gym started off, there was a bunch of trainers already. So you're coming in as a newbie going, exactly. oh, I can get people. But it's like there's trainers already there who's going to trust you. Mm. And to further it, she was saying, like, because she's a female, females didn't want to train with her. Males obviously didn't want to train with her. Personal trainers were telling her this as well. And it just became the thing of, like, they lure new trainers in Mm. saying, oh, like, if you want to come gain experience, like, you can work for free for us. But at the same time, you can get clients and da-da-da-da-da. But I honestly wouldn't recommend that unless you have like some form of social media where mm-hmm. like you can show people your knowledge because she didn't want to sell her body. Do you get yeah. what I mean? It's a continuation of that kind of Western capitalist notion of exploiting black bodies, right? Yeah. Exploiting my physicality. T, you're a personal trainer. No, I don't personal train someone. But why? Because you see me and you see that kind of thing. And that's the question they always ask. And that's, it's that exploitation of young black bodies. It's mm. bad, man. It's... It is. It's so bad. And what gets me about this and why I'm really I'm excited we're able to return to this subject is I really don't feel like many people realise how exploitative this industry is. Yeah. Like, when I tell like my friends about, like, oh, you know the person that's doing this class? You know they're not actually getting paid for this? They're like, yeah, of course they are. I'm like, no, no they're not. No, they're doing it for free. They're literally doing it for free in order to be in a space to hopefully gain some experience. Yeah. And... What's interesting about these places is a lot of them, like, okay, so we're in London, right? Loads of these places are popping up in cities all over the UK, but let's focus on London just for now. The closer you get to zone one, the more expensive the gym membership is. Yeah. So you're you're starting from zone six all the way into zone one. I mean, the prices start... Bloody hell, zone six is expensive, I'm there. <laughs> yeah, so zone six... So zone prices are get is about £25 a month, yeah? So it depends what gym you go to. So yeah. my gym's like 30 something pounds. But the closer you get into yeah, town, yeah, the more expensive they are. So like the most expensive one, you can pay up to £250 a month for them. And that's because they're in central, yeah, yeah. they're by the city, blah, blah, blah. So the people that are paying for these memberships have got P, like they have got money. And you've got the exact same demographic of people that are training across all of these gyms yeah. are still not being paid any money but when they're on the inside those people have money to then pay for the trainers but are they but but the trainers aren't always getting the clients so my old personal trainer used to be at one of these elite gyms Mm -hmm. in central in central london and basically there was too many of them oh yeah there was about 25 trainers that are on the floor at one time oversaturation it's just completely oversaturated and but they're not going to control that. But see, this is the thing. And, and because it's a market, it's almost like a slave market. So you can pick and yes. choose who you want, right? It feels so, like So that. when I walked into that space, I walked into one of these kind of ones. It's High Street Kent, so it's super posh, oh right? Oh, God. So this one, we've gone in this gaff, and the guy said to my friend, not to me, these, are these yours? Like, like are these your bodyguards? <gasps> like, like wow. can, we, can, can, we, can we, like, can we use them? Like, so basically... You, no. 
God's in his truth, right? Wow. God's in his truth. Are these yours? Yeah, basically. And when, when me and my friend went into the main gym area, right? I'm speechless right now. Went into the gym area, everyone fled. Everyone left. Everyone left. And I said, did you see that? They all literally left and went to the other room. And it's that notion of that kind of blackness. When blackness invades and can I appropriate your blackness? Yeah. So your size, your expertise, your strength... And, they, so, and when they speak to you in those, it's always in those terms, and as in, like you're genetically gifted, like this is natural to you. When I've been in those spaces, and you, you see that it's quite evident, right? When I talk to young black guys, I'm trying to explain to them, like, if you're going to get into this PT thing, I understand it, right? Like, I can understand it might be, you might think it's an easy thing to do, but I say, it's not. It's really not easy. It's, it's, it's not like easy. teaching. Yeah. People but, don't understand. Like, but, it really is teaching. But you're, you're running your own business me. too, right? You're running, yeah, you're self-employed. That's, and that's the other thing about, you're self-employed. You're self-employed. So yeah. I try to tell them, like, try to give them a bit of, like, business education. So you try to say, so you have to understand you need to build up a pipeline. Pipeline. So there's a constant flow of business coming so through. So I'm yeah. saying... Build up your clientele before you go into yeah. these gyms. If your area is Croydon, build up your clientele. Let people know who you are. Let people see your social media. Let that stuff start before you end up going in and free pay or you're yeah. paying for rent or yeah. stuff like yeah. that. Because that's the other, I, I forgot about that element of it as well. So you're going in, you're being in these spaces, you're paying to be there, you're paying for your uniform in hope that you might get clients who will pay you between... 30 to 60 pounds an hour, would you say? It de- so it depends. So say you're, it depends how many clients you have. It depends how much your rent is. It depends how many days you're going to yeah. work. It also depends on like, are you going to be charging them per hour? Are you charging them per session? Because even yeah. right now, funny enough, my friend, I was talking to her and she was like to me, you need to set a price because for her, like, so she's, she does hair. Mm. So her Instagram is Kel Connoisseur, guys. Kel Connoisseur. She's been phenomenal. Like she does business. Um, she's been really helping. And so we're kind of collabing together mm. and like, I've been helping her with her health journey and she's kind of helping me with, with this business sort of life. And she sort of said to me, like, you need to sort out like your pricing. Cause some people are asking me like, how much do you charge? And I don't know what to say. And I'm like, it's really difficult because am I going to charge you per hour? Mm-hmm. And then after an hour, say, okay, that's our session done, even if not finished. Am I going to charge you per session? But per session depends on the person. Am I going to charge you if on top of it, because I'm then going to be taking in, like, if you're going to send me weekly reviews of what you've done, am I going to help you online as well? Like, there's so many things to it. And then that factors, how much you charge a person? Because then you have to consider, if I'm paying £500 a month, how many people do I need in order to break even for it? Am I going to get that amount of people or do I need to charge more? Like, it's just a lot. And then you've got to do your own um, personal declaration, your your, your own business. You've got to literally. sort out yeah. accounts. But people, like, this is, people think, like... It's your hobby, right? But you're you're corporatizing your hobby. You're making your hobby into your business. So yeah. You have, so you have to approach it differently. Yeah. So you're not just going to do you're gonna do something you like. When you're doing it as a business, you have to have awkward conversations with people. Like so I need my money with. today. Honestly, it's, it's awkward, right? With. But then, but again, like it's it's hard because it's almost like I want to take it away from the individual here. These gyms make so much money. Yeah. Like just pay staff. No, but but that's the so whole that's, point. That, the that's whole the whole point. point. They that's don't pay they, staff. They, they, they can make more money. So they they exploit it. So it's, it's a capitalism. So they understand that people they they understand that people are not doing that homework, right? So they're yeah. saying we're going to yes. give we're going to give you that leg up. Yeah. We're going to yeah, make yeah, it a bit yeah. easier. No, honestly, that's yeah. it. People aren't doing the homework before they're going into it. They're going into it thinking, oh, yeah, it's really yeah. easy. And it's the not easy. Can, can the companies uh, can you can exploit that? And that's one hundred percent cool. And you have to understand, of course, people are going to do that. So we're going to offer you that space because we've got the equipment and you need those people that we've got in this space, right? Yeah. And we're going to get the people. So all you need to do is come here and. That's why social media is now being used, and I think that's the saddest part. I've seen people on social media like where they're huge and muscly. But their form 
Mm-hmm. And I just sit there thinking, this is how I know no one's doing their research. Because had they done their research on what like compound lifts really are, what type of exercise you should do, you'd 100% have noticed this person is doing the form wrong, therefore don't go to this person. Mm-hmm. One of my friends has messaged me like about a trainer he has, like who's been training like A-list people, whatever the case may be, but train high-end people. And he was saying that at the beginning the guy was good, but now the guy just like cuts reps and sets, like he just rushes sessions. And you can tell this person has just become one of those, I get a lot of money, I don't don't really care about you type thing and I saw like parts of his Instagram and I was just sort of like but if other people have said this why did you go into this mm-hmm. like do your research properly before you go into I people think, I think to be fair on your friends and I think it relates to the things we're talking about here where capitalism sells us a dream yeah it sells us a dream of how to look of how yeah. to make money of how to live your life and it, it makes sense that your friend would think that it would be 100%, straightforward 100%. and that it would be, you could end up maybe training a celebrity if that's what if that's what you aspire to do, like completely fair play to you. Like it looks like a good life to be honest. Like, but at the same time, like it's interesting how much capitalism is just devoid from any kind of social yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Like yeah. capitalism, the way it works, it, it, it doesn't have the empathy, right? Yeah. So that kind of human it touch, really right? It doesn't. It doesn't have the human touch. But how I read that people I say, listen, I'm serious about this. See this life. I'm so serious. It makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. That intensity. So you, it weeds people out, right? Yeah. So people are not willing to do, like, for me to be, to do this thing, I'm obsessive. Like with anything else I do. Phones, trainers, obsessive to the point where it's uncomfortable for people. Yeah. So if you're, if you're going to do this thing for me, you have to be that serious. Yeah. So when, when you approach it that way, those people who are just into the aesthetics of it or how it looks, they're not ready for that. Yeah, but you see, that's me and you out of, like, how many. These lot will then find someone on social media yeah. who's telling them to do kicks <clears throat> on 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 the leg ma- master and, and all these things. And I haven't... Okay, let me make this clear because I feel like people... I don't have an... <laughs> no, because people in the past. I don't have an issue. Obviously, you need to make content. And if what you need to make content is making the most weirdest and useless exercises humanly possible, fair play to you. But don't lie to people and say, this is how I got my body. That's the part that's really annoying me. A lot of trainers, I know wholeheartedly, you've been doing deadlifts and you're now telling girls to do X, Y, and Z. Don't lie on how you got there. Make sure how you got there, you're telling them and you're saying, I'm keeping it up by doing all these 50 million exercises. There's no regulation, is there? Because we're all Yeah, and this that's how... These are all making their money online and and doing all sorts of things. It's it's horrible. But when so social media, what are you doing? You're providing content of the best version of yourself, right? So you're not going to tell people the truth. You're presenting a a, a distortion of the truth, and that's what happens on social media. People present just aspects of themselves. Your best bit. Your best bits, right? Your best (laughs) bit is your body, and how you got your body is is the like. I just I have an issue with trainers who like. Don't go too far off, like, the basics. I have a serious issue with going far off the basics. Mm. Teach people the bloody basics, bruv, because you did it too. There's, Mm. like, eight different lunges, and instead you're telling people to do floor workouts. Just teach them eight different lunges. Like, just don't lie about where you got to, because how your body looks now is Mm. great, isn't it? So, obviously, what you were doing was working, but I guess for the sake of content and for the sake of having more followers, and it's sad to say that it's predominantly females Mm. that do it, Mm. it's just really annoying. But that story, if I was told you the true story, it's the, it's the boring story, right? 
to tell you that how how it's I did it. It's, it's all, it's all yeah. fake, but, it, but it's boring. When I see social media, what are you doing? You're presenting to your audience, right? So you have to keep new ways to keep your audience engaged. So it's usually the more outrageous, you keep your content, keep your audience engaged. And that's exactly why I stayed mm. off it until now. <laughs> exactly why I stayed off it until now, because I just like... If I'm not being authentic, then I just, I can't do it. I mm. can't sit here and tell you to do 50 million exercises that I've never done before yeah. to tell you that this is where I got. I'm just lying to you. Like, what's the point? And that's exactly why females, predominantly females, but even males, end up going to the gym for a few months, not seeing progress, and then just take like stopping. And mm. it's not because the gym isn't the problem. It's the fact that you haven't taken two days to just sit there and educate yourself. Like... You shouldn't have to look on Instagram to educate yourself. You really should be reading on stuff. Like, there's loads of things online. I don't know all the exercises, especially for upper body. So I take my time to actually go online Mm -hmm. and research the best exercises for X, Y, and Z so I can give the best content. Mm -hmm. But I don't just make stuff up. Like, I seriously research it. And it's a shame that people want a quick fix rather than just taking two days out of seven days, out Mm -hmm. of 365 days, Two days should just sit down and really just research what you need to do for but, your body. But if you kind of look at how we have become in this kind of post-industrial space is separate the critical capacity out of everything to, to its most. And if you can, I, I suppose like Max Weber's work speaks to this, kind of the increasing work of efficiency, right? So, for example, look at dating, which is a kind of interaction mm-hmm. or social interaction. We've kind of reduced it down to this most basic element, Apps. a swipe, right? Oh. Yeah. And this is what you've done when it comes to training, we've kind of broken it down to its most essential aspects. I just want to do my arms. So people say, oh, T, I just want to lose, a bit, a bit, I want to lose some of my tummy, but I don't want to lose some of my, my face. Like, it's impossible. Yeah. Oh, oh, thank you. It's I'm actually impossible. You it's actually you. impossible. But it's when you've kind of, capitalism works by kind of separating things down to its most efficient way. Not even capitalism, this is kind of Western philosophy, breaking it down to the most efficient way of doing things. I guess a couple of things are kind of going through my head now. So first off, I would say that it doesn't surprise me that in your experience through your work that you've seen it, that women will occasionally want to get that quicker fix because they're dealing possibly with the pressures of not being able, it not being socially acceptable to be fat it not being socially acceptable to be Un, to be unfit basically yeah, yeah. so the pressure to get that quick fix was also dealing with the pressures of capitalism the pressures of work the pressures of family life the pressures of emotional labor all these different things yeah it doesn't surprise me that you will that that is something that you found person in your experience i think as well what you're talking to and something which again that i sort of struggled with initially but i'm starting to understand more in terms of fitness is how frustrating that is for people that are authentic in their craft yeah and watching other people basically now it is a it's a kind of appropriation yeah. i would say but it's complicated because i think the gender element does does show how um in society women have it harder yeah. like it, it, it does it does show that but at the same time, it must be so annoying seeing how, like... Just it's because they don't do it for health. And that's yeah. the way you said health is they don't do it for health. Yeah. Don't come to me and say, I want a bigger bum. That's not your health. Mm. That's not health. Oh, yeah, that's and that's, and that's yeah. my And that's my biggest issue is I have no issue with you having aesthetic... Like, I have no issue with you wanting your body a certain mm. way. By all means, everyone has body goals. Mm. But don't come to a personal trainer and just ask for your bicep to be bigger. For oh no, Think of it for yeah, your actual, yeah, yeah. like, health, for your health reasons. If you're overweight, why are you telling me you want a six-pack? No, 
you're overweight. So what we need to do is bring you down to a weight that is like okay at the GP that mm. prevents you from going on medication. Not for you to get a six. You're not there to be getting a six pack right now. But it's this ideal yeah. of like. But even I, I need to get this and that, and it's really annoying. But this is this what, this what kind of drives me crazy. When I see that, I'm thinking like that doesn't even make sense, right? You fetishize one part of your body so much, so you look disproportionate. I said so. Honestly, but it's because they. But can I just say so? I'm not playing devil's advocate, but they're being thrown these images. No, no, no. Listen, hundred percent, hundred percent. But when I speak to them, so I'll say to them, but I said so. How do I train? I said, I train, so why do I look beginning? Because it's, I'm proportionate. Yeah. So p- people find things attractive if it's proportionate, right? Yeah. Not because you have bigger legs and a yeah. skinny upper body or up, a big upper body and skinny legs. It's yeah. proportionality yeah. that you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, but to get that, you have to train holistically. Everything, yeah. yes. And, said, and that's yes. the whole thing. So if you're looking at holistically, your body, like, and we go back to it, in your mind, are all one. 100%. Oh, you're actually, you're bringing up some, um, yeah, suppressed memories for me. I'm remembering, I, I, it hasn't actually happened in the last year, maybe. <laughs> but white women used to come up to me in the gym, as well as having, like, general sexual harassment from mm. men in the yeah. gym. White women used to come up to me in the gym and ask me how, about, to, get how to get my bum. And then you, and then I try to explain to them, yeah. and I'd say, like, yeah, but but genetics, right? Yeah, genetics. And <laughs> what, one of the things, and I, I was watching the, um, a documentary the other day, and it, it's got worse, isn't it? So obviously, so the Venus hot on top, right? So yeah, Venus hot on top. So yeah. she was on TV, and I'm, I'm trying to say, listen, so, and this is, I, I was trying to explain to someone why do black people feel so angry about appropriation? I said at one point, this body type, you ridiculed it so much, yeah. you displayed it in museums, it's still on display, right? Yeah. And I said, now you inject shit up your, sorry, you inject stuff into your, to look like that, stuff that you should laugh at yeah. and make me feel bad for, right? Yeah. Because the way I look naturally. It's mad, we just have to sit and watch. You just be like... Mind your own business. See yeah, but then we're the ones selling it, though. But we're, but we're the ones selling it. That's the maddest thing. The predominantly, how many females do I see saying bum, 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 bum are predominantly black girls as well yeah. or girls and, of ethnic minorities. So We're th- selling it. I think so. The work of Bell Hook speaks to this. So, for example, like she used kind of the work, she said hip-hop music is white patriarchy using black males to sell oppression, mis- misogyny to women, yeah. to engage in that. Yeah. And it's the same kind of thing, a similar principle, right? So they're using us to sell those images of ourselves, and we're doing it ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, it makes sense. And it makes like, sense, right? So this is one of the things why I, I can't be involved in that industry. I went to Body Power, which is a fitness expo. I went, yeah. I went once, and I went there, and I've never seen young men and behave so insanely because of this idea, this aesthetic of having a six pack. I think maybe ninety five percent of the guys had their tops off, and they weren't in shape. What the fuck is this, man? It was you actually need to watch. Reggie Ace Extremes okay. if you go on to BBC iPlayer yeah. and one of them is on fitness extremes and how yeah. men in particular will like train to a point of literally like their body is about to drop on the floor mm. for this idea of having to have the six pack pretty, and mm-hmm. how social media has made them like yeah. feel like I need this like to be like the perfect body and it was just it was insane yeah I, I see I see them like I said like, I've been doing it a long time so I see guys and I what one of the things I go like I go to gym 4.30 in the morning to try and avoid People. Have five. I'd go four thirty <laughs> if my gym was open four forty. It opens at six thirty. So, so I, I, go, see, I try. So everyone that comes is serious, right? Oh, yes. And it, it, it doesn't matter. And I'm trying to say, people, I don't care what you look like. Right? It's your attitude. Yeah. It's your how these people come. So this guy that trains to me, and he's sixty one. 
He started training when he's 50. Yeah. And he gets to the gym with me 4.30 every morning with a smile on his face, man. Honestly. Doesn't complain, goes to bed at midnight, and he only has four hours sleep and yeah. comes to train. And I said... You see serious people yeah, serious when you people. go at certain times. Yeah. Ser- when you go late in the evening as yeah. well, you see serious people that have just come from work and you wholeheartedly... Like, you see the same faces, yeah. and that's what I love. When I see the same, same faces, faces yeah. it yeah. becomes really comforting. And it becomes like a family, right? I swear to you, literally. Like, you just say hi to everyone. Like, I have people that, like, will help me if um, I'm benching yeah. and I need someone to spot me. I can ask... As long as those people are around, yeah. I'm comfortable to ask them. But you, you see, you, the like, like attracts like. So you go there and you see people who are... Yeah. Yeah. real and that's why I quickly so at one point I was going twice a day because when I was competing so I'd go in the morning and unfortunately I had to obviously go to work but after work I'd have to come and mix with the people and it's mainly street guys Yeah. and I would see them and you can just tell if you've got your mobile phone and you're talking on your mobile phone and having it like yeah. Yeah. I would say come off the phone because come off it We're, or we have a fight come off Honestly, the thing right speaking on that right yeah, yeah. a lot of people a lot of females as well. And I used to... Okay, let me put this out there. I used to think this as well. When I first got into as yeah. a PT, I used to feel like, oh, if you like weight, uh, lifted a lot of weights, so you'd end up bulky. In order to be a bodybuilder or in order to have the bodybuilder physique, okay, you need to be diligent in your work. It's not I went to the gym two days. Mm-hmm. It's I'm going m- morning and I'm going evening. I'm rigorously eating correct. I'm tracking what I'm eating. It is so mm-hmm. hard and I think people have this mis- misconception that you lift, you deadlift once and all of a sudden you're the bulkiest person mm-hmm. humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Like you bench once and that's it. Mm-hmm. And I really want to debunk that myth because like it's a shame that it's there because anyone who does bodybuilding, like one of my friends, she done bodybuilding. Mm-hmm. She's much older um, and she's one. And honestly, to see the work she puts in, to, yeah. honestly, it's... It's so intense, and to sit there for people to just think it's like a five-second thing. Like I went to the gym you for love three to months. You love it's, 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 it's a treat. Those, those six weeks, and you're gonna get there. No, it took years. It yeah, took years it took to years. get there. Not six weeks. So in four, what did you used to eat again? Bro- so I don't eat when I was competing for shows. I don't eat five things, right? So sweet potato, oats, broccoli, chicken, eggs. That's it. And I, I have, eat like three of those. <laughs> and, have, and eat that six times a day. Yeah. Six times a day, religiously, not go out with my friends, not do anything. And that's the part that people don't yeah. people don't get it. To sacrifice, to be good at something, you sacrifice yeah. something, right? So I sacrifice loads of things to be the best. Yeah. And so when I when I win, it's because I want to be the best. And I try people, it's not an arrogance, it's that I train to win. Yeah. And people you can't don't understand expect, that. Yeah. You can't expect to look. Mm. So say, for example, as well, and this is another thing I tell people, a lot of the trainers that you see that are on person, like personal trainers online, that's their life. Mm. So for you to expect to look like them when this isn't your life is two different things. Mm. You also have a job. Mm. You also have other things you need to do. Their life is training, videoing, and f- eating correct, mm. and then filming what they're eating yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. You can't expect to look like a person when you haven't got that lifestyle. And it's really annoying that people see things like bodybuilding and just think it's really easy or see people like online and just think it's easy because it's not. Been told, but they're, to be fair, and again, I'm not paid devil's advocate, they're being told time and time again, whether it's in the newspaper, oh, yeah. and, uh, and media, social media, keto. they're being told that it's possible. So, they're being sold so, in yeah. capitalism. So when, when, yeah. when I told them, but this is the thing, when I told them the myth, right, you have to figure out your actual life. When you, to get good at something, it takes time anything right yeah. to be the best takes time and I said whether you're working when you come to your job you go to your job because you have to right the difference about this gym thing is because I'm choosing this right so it's about self-control so it's about discipline yeah I'm choosing to become uncomfortable 
And that's that level of self-control. So what I train for is higher ideals. It's the abstraction. I choose the difficult way because I want to be better. Yeah. The idea of self-discipline myself, self-control, it's things that make, make you feel uncomfortable. 100%. I think it was, uh, yeah, it was after the Super Bowl, like, I was talking to my friends, and they were like, oh my God, Jennifer Lopez, can't believe, like, she's 50 and looks like that. And it's like, her life is her body. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm. Like, but it's so bad, like, it's, I feel like I'm saying something really pedantic here, but it's almost like you have to repeat it to people. No, you because do. That, because... Capitalism tells us, marketization, consumerism, like mass, mass, mass levels of it, tells us that we can look like J Lo in thirty days. In thirty days, I can't. I can't. So, oh my God, YouTubers, I can't. <laughs> Those YouTubers that say thirty day keto and I look like this, I'm like, you're damaging so many young people exactly. by selling this false thing without like without actually factually talking about it like 30 days and i got my body like this like don't lie to people oh my god it should be a life journey and that's and that's exactly why for me i struggle because i would rather charge you less but know that 100 percent i'm getting you in a better place mentally and physically then put myself at a higher price and only have those people that can afford the higher price to come but you've got to eat and you're paying rent and your gym that you're based in aren't paying you a salary. Wait. But this is why it's not. This is why I've chosen. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, as no, a personal course, me, I'm just, I'm just sort of yeah, spinning, I've chosen not to. Yeah. I've chosen not to do it as a full time job. I've chosen to not do it right now. Um, but if it is something that you want to do right now, then you build it up slowly. You don't just expect it overnight. You build clients slowly. You only need a few clients who are willing to stay for you for the long run. You can do online clients. There's loads of ways to do it, but you don't cut corners. But So, so what will happen then is you end up realising that those spaces, the ones we're talking about, are not the spaces for people to do those things. To be authentic, you have to find somewhere else because you can't be like that in those spaces. You have to conform because that's what those spaces are about conforming yeah. to be like that because otherwise you're not going to make any money. Yeah. So to do the things that we want to do, we have to find those spaces that are like, and those spaces are they're rare. I've been told to start my own gym. <laughs> yeah, like you have no, to. Was that to start your own gym? You, you'd have to. You'd have to because, yeah. like, they'll find those spaces, and when you do find those spaces. You develop those relationships that we, that we spoke about earlier where you have a family. So when I see people in my gym, it's that respect that I have for them. Honestly. You'll do anything for them and they'll do anything for you, yeah. right? Yeah. Because you, they see that work that you put in and you, uh, you earn their respect. Yeah. And a lot of them, honestly, I've sat there and said to them, you lot, this is how you deadlift, guys. This is how you do lunges. Mm. Guys, put this in. And like, it's taken a while, but very slowly, mm. these lot have started to input yeah. things that I've put in and they take it and they're like, it, thank you very much. They value what you're saying, right? Exactly. So? Exactly. But when you have serious clients, mm. you can go into places like that because mm. I only need to train you maybe once a month. Mm. I know wholeheartedly you, you will video stuff and send it to me if you need be. But yeah, I yeah. also know that you actually want to do it. If I'm giving you a workout plan, I know you're going to stick to it. I've trained a client before where I've taught her stuff, given her a workout plan. She's not done any of it. And then the next week I'm having to reteach you. And I'm just like, mm. but I want you to get better and you're not taking the time. So I just stopped training her because I was like, you're wasting my time. I feel like I'm just taking your money and you're mm. not going anywhere. And I don't feel comfortable in that. Yeah, if you're going to get a trainer and if you want to train people, you have to find people that are aligned with your goals and your morals as well. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm. People who want to do it. Because if you want to do it, you will do it. The whole point of a trainer is not to be there for your whole life. The same way the whole point of a teacher. You mm. only go to school for a certain set of hours. Mm. You only go to school for a certain amount of years. Mm. It's the point of a trainer. I don't want to be there for 50 <laughs> years. I want to be there for a year yeah. and know that 
or even six months and know that if you need me, you can contact me. But I know 100% like you've actually taken on what I've said. Mm -hmm. You've gone and researched it more. You actually understand it. You're not just taking it for the sake of taking it and you continue to do it. So how does this link in with the work that you've done with young people and mental health? It's a bit difficult with young people. And I think that's the biggest thing I'm finding difficult. So on my personal training side, personal, I have done, um, I've tried to like lower prices, especially if you're a student or if you're part-time or mm -hmm. if you're having a mental health mm -hmm. situation and you want to get into fitness. Like I literally have charged like 20 pounds, if that, and that is cheap mm -hmm. for a trainer. Mm -hmm. But I've said, I'd rather I charge less and have you lot being okay then charge more and you can't afford it. Mm -hmm. And people just really just like last minute will drop out. Will just mm -hmm. It's really annoying because when you're trying to help young people and like people my age, our age, all of our ages, mm -hmm. it just feels like... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say our age. Um, it just feels like they don't value what you're doing. And in terms of work, we've tried to offer free, free classes. And it's the same thing. It's like people don't value the fact that they're having free sessions with a trainer. It's the fact that people don't value the fact that I'm really trying to help your mental health. I'm really trying to help your physical health. But it just feels like unless you're charging people high prices, people just don't care what yeah. you're giving them. So it's difficult. It's, it's a really difficult situation. It's so, hard, so, so my friend owns a barber's in the East End and he said he started charging £10, right? Which is cheap. Yeah. He, said, he said no one came. So he said he started charging £50 and everyone came because yeah. it's in the city, right? But what I try to, when I'm trying to train young people and it, the angle I come at it's about your character, right? Yeah. And especially, like I said, in that environment, it's a hyper-masculine, especially young boys, they want to be seen a certain way, right? So they want to be seen as being respected. Yeah. So I said, but how do you earn that? So it's how you behave in that scene. It's your character that matters. So you have to behave in a certain way. So it's about respecting people, about the work you put in, about the discipline, about being consistent. As the people will see that, and they're always watching you, and they will respect you for that. Yeah, but look at the way you look. <clears throat> well, it's easy for young boys to look at you. Yeah, that, that's, But unless that. I come in really tight clothes, you won't know if I have mm. a big belly or not. Like, mm. yeah. how can you tell with me? Mm. You won't yeah. know if I have boobs yeah. or not. You won't know if I have anything. I am not willing to do all of that just so you can understand that's that I have the knowledge. I've yeah. got my undergrad, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got my yeah. master's, and I also have my personal training qualification. And I don't will need, have your PhD. I will have my PhD. <laughs> <laughs> yes, preaching into existence. Yeah. I personally do not need anything else because uh. I know what I'm talking mm. about. Every time I go into the gym, people go to me, oh my God, you know what you're talking about? I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> but it's the fact it's of, annoying, isn't it? it's hard because I know 110% I could get young people mm. if I sold myself that mm. way, but mm. I refuse to do yeah. it because I don't want to. So I think I think as well, what you were talking about, how um, you sometimes find it difficult so you feel like they're not valuing um, yeah. That you're, the fact you're putting on something for free. So are some of these young people from working class backgrounds? Are some of them from, like, I think it's... So it's in, like, the Camberwell Peckham area. Okay, yeah. so I think, I think sometimes when, you, when you've been part of institutions that haven't necessarily always put you first or put your individual needs first or that have been positioned to do that and then haven't done that, it sometimes makes it harder to actually accept help from people that want to help you. So in this case, yeah. the fact that you're doing that. So and I'm not saying that to defend them, I'm just sort of saying that I think it's it's a trust thing, isn't it? And like when you haven't necessarily always had people that are part of institutions that have done right by you, then you you might you're gonna say you're gonna turn up on a Saturday for a leg class with you and you might not. Yeah, because, because I yeah. feel like it's also entitlement. I feel mm. like these lot just expect these <laughs> 
I went to school. You know, I went. You know, I went to a school. A whole school. Mm. So these lot have complained about, okay, maybe it's not in their specific location. Maybe I haven't come to them. I've come to you in your school and you're still last minute. You don't even value the fact that I've just come from work. You're not even valuing to just 15 minutes before, before I leave to just let your teacher know, miss, I can't make it. Instead, 10 of you have signed up and I come in come. and none of you. And it's that fact that like even in schools, they're baby fed everything. Like everything is handed to them. So they don't. When I was in school, if you gave anything to me for free, oh my God, I was like, I'm taking that because I don't have that. I was the first one to actually finish uni. Yeah. So when I was going to uni, when I was doing UCAS, all these things, anything you were offering me, anything extra, I was taking because I had no one else doing it for me. But with the... These lot have social media, they have phones at the age of four. But listen, listen, listen. This is everything. But, but this is this is the thing. So it's about it's about basic things, right? So one of the things I, ch- I had a, when I was mentoring kids and you said annoy me, I said, punctuality. I said, if you if you're late, I said, what are you saying to me? What does that mean? What does that mean? And they, they're saying, I teach this, that, and the other. I said, no, listen, it's a serious thing, right? Yeah. What does it mean? Yeah. It means you don't respect me. Yeah. Right? Schools are two things, to learn how to follow rules and learn to apply your mind to reason, to work out problems. You're going to school to learn to follow rules. School, one of the things you have to do is turn up on time, yeah. all the time. Because when you go to work, you have to do the same. Yeah. So it's about respecting that person. So how can, if your street thing's about respect, you're falling out of the first hurdle because I don't respect people that are late. Because if you're, if you're in any kind of, kind of work, it's about being reliable. If you can't yeah. tip on time, you're not reliable. So this is what I'm trying to tell people, like, I went to a school and I was doing like free sessions within their sessions, mm. like within their school time in it. And one of the kids that I had, there was a bunch of black females mm. and they were, oh, they were so rude. Mm. So rude. And I had to go at them because I was like, what are you guys teaching yourself and what are you showing me? Because now I don't even want to come back to help you again. And I think it's also that thing of like, it's not even just the younger age group, it's also ethnic minorities seem to do it 10 times worse than those of their white counterparts as well. But but I would say to you, I would, I would have to in, intervene there and say that if you are under pressure structurally and interpersonally by institutions, the state, everywhere, and you young people aren't exempt from that, oh, then yeah. you are not going to be able to apply the things that you guys are saying is needed in order to so have a fit no, mind yeah, and fit listen, body. I, listen, I understand it, 100%. So that's what I'm saying. So I'd be the person that I used to want to be. So when, yeah. I, when I was a kid, I used to see certain guys and want to be like them, right? So when I, when I'm, I have that responsibility on me now, so I conduct myself in a different way. So when I see that behaviour, I call that behaviour out and say, listen, yeah. it's not about, because it's not cool, right? No one likes someone who's rude. You're being rude. It's not. You're not going to influence Honestly, me. Honestly, it's you, you get, simple you get, things. Yeah. The be simple nice. things of I'm not asking you to do much, but do you go home and be that disrespectful on your phone when your mum's talking to you? Mm. Are you that disrespectful when your teacher's talking mm. to you? And so why are you so disrespectful when your te- your class ain't even paying me? They're mm. not paying me. My work mm. is paying me for me to come. This is what and it's that thing that mm. they're not understanding and the thing I'm struggling with with younger people, my age group, everything, is that level of respect of people's time and that level of respect of people's craft. Yeah. Don't be that disrespectful when I have come out of my time for you to just sit on your phone mm. don't do that just don't come to the class Which then and the same mm. as if you're trying to take me as a trainer mm. have respect for our craft as trainers because it's not as easy as it looks don't book me an hour before cancel would you an hour before cancel work would you an hour before cancel your mum I know I hear what you're saying so, I hear what you're saying so, I, don't, I don't disagree with you all I'm saying is I think we're applying things that can't 
that, that some people just haven't had yeah. been taught to do. The thing, the thing yeah. is, the, no, the thing, the thing is, yeah. right. So when I speak to people, like. At some level, depending on who, depending who you speak to, you do apply those things. So those kids, that one kid, he was super rude to all the women on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, however, yeah, yeah. however, a boy that he sees that he that he wants to be like, who he sees as, as the ideal, he he will implement all those things. He so he to the point where he's almost arse licking. Yeah. Right. So you they do know these things. Yeah. You're socialized, right? So socializing these things exist. So they're choosing that business points to be a certain way with certain people. I'm saying no, it doesn't roll like that. Respect, you respect everyone. Yeah. So, like I said, those boys are normally, like I said, in that environment, the young guys want to be a certain way. But I said the people that you're looking at, the real criminals, the ones that you look at, you respect, they're nice to everyone. Yes. They're not horrible because I said if I can fight, they're I got, on time as well. Yeah, they're on time. But <laughs> <laughs> they have, they, 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 they're diligent with their work. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's wrong, they're diligent it, with it. Exactly. You can see all those things. Like I said the same principles apply. So it's about. At, at this point in time, if we kind of draw it back, it's about trying to be engaging your mind, critical thinking, that critical awareness. It, things are not as as they seem. Yeah. So when when and you present something, yeah. And you're right, Fury. It is the respect. Yeah. Respect people's time. Yeah. Just in general, just in general, like personal training is not as easy as I'm just telling you yeah. a workout. It's really not. Like it takes a craft to really teach people things. Mm. And if you are gonna find a personal trainer, find someone that fits your narrative. If your goal is to have bigger arms, don't come for me because that's not my goal. It's not what I want to help people. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to say yeah, to you? It's like when you're finding a tutor. Yeah. Different tutors teach different things. Definitely. Like, don't just go for the person that has that like that body goal. Mm. Actually, research them and really see like what are they about because. I do it for mind and body. I do it for your mental health. If that's not what you want to do, then that doesn't mean I'm a bad trainer. It just means I'm not for you. Mm -hmm. And I think people need to really start being critical when they're finding people to just say, if your goal is, you know what, I want to get bigger legs, that's your goal, but I'm not her. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I'm a bad trainer. Mm -hmm. It just means I'm not her. Mm -hmm. But if you are going to go into fitness, don't go into fitness just for the outer. Go into fitness because of the basics of sleep eating better, being able to concentrate better, mental well-being. Like, it's helped with my depression. It's helped with loads of people's depression and anxiety. Like, Mm -hmm. it gives you structure. Like, it gives you something that you can complete and feel like an accomplishment. Once I finish a workout, it feels like such an accomplishment Mm -hmm. that day. Even if I do nothing else that day... You've done something, right? I know I've done something. So when you're just thinking of fitness, I guess, like, that's my biggest thing. Is that... I'd wake up in the morning from 16, from 16, I would press ups every day. Morning, 100 press ups. And from the age of 16 to now, all the way through, that consistent to structure my day. Yeah. Even on holiday, if I I didn't go to the gym, I'd do chin ups on the door. Yes. Just cause, right? Um, Really quickly, uh, the Hype Project is uh, the project I'm working on at King's College London. So it's improving the health of young people. So what we're asking for people to do is to do our survey. So if you go to hypekcl.com, you'll be able to do our survey. You'll find it in the episode notes, the link. Perfect. We've also got a website. It's got free resources. You don't have to sign up in order to use the resources. But our goal is to basically find out what factors are affecting people's well-being. So social... Uh, psychological and physical well-being in good and bad way so if it is causing you depression what's causing it and if it's causing you to be resilient towards it what's causing that as well and we also want to look at resources that are available and resources that aren't available so um, it literally will take you maybe like 20 minutes to do it and we'd Mm. greatly appreciate if everyone of all minorities ethnic minorities and people who are not of ethnic minorities and especially men as well we'd really appreciate if you guys did it Mm. um it won't take really long we've got a podcast called b 
beyond the hype. <laughs> beyond the hype. And you'll see that in the episode notes as well. Thank you so much. That sounds like Thank a brilliant you. project. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. Thank you. I'll do it as well. And George will Anyone do it. over and the age of 16 listeners, can do please, it. Listeners, please, please do it. Do it. George is under 16. So ah, <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for joining us, guys. We'll see you next see week. You. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Surviving Society. Please support the podcast by rating, following and subscribing on your preferred podcast platform. And please consider supporting the production of the podcast by joining our Patreon community. 